Looks like we got ourselves the beginning of a tradition. You are now listening to the Kingmaker. Welcome to my 2020 last call, where me and my boy Papstar, Papstar. we're going to tell you about a year that was particularly special for me. You ready? Let's go. Started from the bottom, now I'm here, not exactly Into 2020, riding high on a winning streak On a mini tour to start the year with Gary V Mobile, Alabama, we were there for Senior Bowl week Raise money, close deals, make new connections But the most important part was Gary V's attention That's when it happened I acted carelessly and a lack of follow-up came back around to bite me Now by the end of 2019, I had figured out three really important things What I'm really good at that I love doing how to serve others with that gift, and how to monetize that service in an authentic way. So I got into the year riding high. I had clients, I had a blossoming business, and I thought, why not start the same way I started the first year, but with a twist. I booked three events where I was going to network with my story to tell, and then the fourth event was going to be my own event. My own little three-day mastermind slash business retreat in the mountains of North Carolina, with I don't know who yet and about I don't know what. But I knew I was going to do it with my buddy Jason Wasser. But first up was a tactical strike to Senior Bowl Week in Mobile, Alabama, where me and my friend Nathan Ruff were going to try to get in front of Gary Vee and see if we could get him to help with Nathan's company, Rabbit. Now, Mobile was a great success. We got to Gary. We got some great advice from him. We met up with him a couple of times, and we even got him wearing some of Rabbit's gear on his social media. And on top of that, I met my buddy Sharad, who introduced me to Pat, who made this sick beat for you. But as we were leaving Mobile, I got a call from my favorite client at the time, who was firing me over offering to take a meeting with someone that sought out my advice after meeting me through her. And not only was she firing, me, but she was calling me a weasel. Now I can look back and understand that I didn't deserve that, but at the time, it sent me into a deep funk. Getting accused of everything I stand against just had me questioning everything I was doing. How could this have happened? What did I do wrong? And I couldn't get any answer. And that led to me showing up at the next two conferences just a shell of myself, unable to be my usual giving self because I was just questioning everything. And even worse, I was completely ignoring the upcoming event. But luckily I had partnered with the right guy. Jason pulled me through. He kept me on task. He kept us keeping it organized. And at the end of the day, after some last minute COVID scares and cancellations, six incredible people showed up to this North Carolina three-day mastermind event we called the How I Show Up Mastermind. And it was magical. Everyone that showed up there showed up there with a prime mission of trying to create community. And I hadn't marketed that in any way. So that taught me that I was attracting the right people into my life. I could stop questioning myself. I was back and I had just pulled off my first ever event. I was back on top. And then the world shuts down because of COVID. Uh oh, here we go. Confidence on the ground floor, but I got something different that I didn't have before. A rabbit in the hat called the Nacho Average Investor Show. Inspiring, entertaining, and teaching how to grow your dough. Surrounded by the tribe with the vibe you've been seeking for. And people in my corner gonna make it mean even more. We're onto something big and meaningful, but just how big and meaningful I just couldn't possibly know. I mean, at least not at this particular point in time. But let me catch you up to this moment. So August 2019 or around there, I meet Greg Cohen from JWB, who, like any great business development pro, is trying to figure out a way to expand the message of how great his company is 
and maybe shorten the sales cycle so that he can lead with value and get better clients through the door and be able to serve them better and reduce the capacity on his team. And his theory is that he can do it with content, but he didn't really have a plan. He was just going to try and figure it out. So when I talk to him, I give him a little bit of advice and I send him on his way. Then about three months later, we get back together. He realizes that he hates looking at a phone and trying to say something all the time, or he hates stopping people in the office when they do something funny and telling them to repeat it again so he can put it on social media. And he was just spending too much time on this stuff. And that's when I start to describe to him the relationship flywheel, which is my methodology for growing a community of clients by adding value to their lives, nurturing relationships, and creating copious amounts of valuable content through an optimizing process called Ready, Fire, Aim. Now the relationship content ready fire aim the relationship flywheel is about to change the game you're right and thinking social media just think of the wrong way it's about serving others not just growing fame serve others through your content solve your dream clients pains do it over and over and you start getting paid because by now i hope you've been hearing me saying serving others in general is really the only way so greg loves the idea of making content through the people in his network in order to serve his clientele and i'm like all right let's go and immediately I look around and I think, I may have a problem here. I had a high doubt in my ability to organize all these pieces by myself. I knew I had the vision, I knew what had to be done, but as luck would have it, and as I like to say, the universe conspires in favor of those following their dreams. The most talented marketing manager that I knew in Jacksonville at that moment was looking for other opportunities. So I brought her on board, Cody Adams. She was brought on board to make sure that she was looking for the gaps and making up for any inexperience or lack of diligence that I may have. She was making sure more than anything that it wasn't just a three month contract that this would turn into a three-year contract. So she came on board. Best decision ever. The next pain point I had was how am I going to repurpose all this content? I had been doing some of this stuff already, but I had not yet built a procedure to do this. Luckily, I had this idea for a long time of having this content dinner. And that weekend, thinking about this problem was the weekend I was doing. And at the last moment, somebody bails on the content dinner. And I'm on the internet thinking, who else can I invite on this thing? And I see Luis Camejo from the Biz Bros. Up late, going live on Facebook, doing this 45 live challenge. I think, why not? Let's invite him over. I had met Luis a couple months ago, but hadn't really kept up with him. I knew he was in digital marketing and he was making content. I just wanted to see what he was up to. So he chose. And it turns out him and his brother had been solving for the exact problem that I needed. They had created this brilliant macro to micro content repurposing strategy. And they were looking some for somewhere to test it. The universe conspires in favor of those following their dreams. So pick him up. Problem solved. Now that I got the team, it's time to build the relationship flat. The next thing was we had to get to know our client. JWB is particularly fascinating. They've been around for 14 years. They're a turnkey rental income property investing company, meaning you give them 25 grand, they give you a house that you own on land that either they built or that they acquired, put a house on or remodeled one on, found you a tenant, manage the property for the life of it, and give you a portfolio manager that teaches you how to reinvest that money, right? A completely turnkey operation. Basically, they've made investing in rental income properties about as easy as buying a T-bill and about as profitable and way safer than the stock market. Now, value relationship content, right? The value is going to be real estate education, investing education, business growth education, Jacksonville market education, all free for anybody that is interested in becoming financially independent. The relationship piece is going to be bringing people onto that stage to share their value to the clientele at large and make content throughout all of it so that we are promoting everybody across all mediums of social media, YouTube, 
podcast, email, and SEO optimized blogs. And as you keep doing that, you keep spinning that flywheel, you get better guests, you get better value, you get better content. The audience continues to grow. And through the Ready Fire Aim process, we continue to aim, continue to tweak, and continue to do the things that drive more and more community between the clientele and the audience and the people on the stage. stage. It became pretty clear. It was working. Sales started slowly creeping up. We started getting a bunch of great anecdotal evidence. So we kept turning the flywheel. And as we're doing this, something else happens in my life. Isar Matesis shows up. Now, Isar is a guy that I had met at PodFest for a brief second. Then at some point in July, he reaches out to me and asks me to be on his podcast. I say yes. And after he interviews me, he says, what you're doing is brilliant. And I give him that accent because that's how he sounds. And he says brilliant all the time. And I take real pride in it. In fact, nowadays, every time he says brilliant, I call it a KBI, Key Brilliance Indicator. But let me tell you about Isar. Isar was in the Israeli Air Force where he used to fly F-16 jets. Then, in that great Israeli startup culture, he came to the U.S. with a startup. Came to Orlando, worked at the startup. It went public. He decided to get his MBA. After his MBA, he started his own startup, got into Series B funding until his burn rate started getting too high. And then his lead investor said, just join my company and help me build it out. And all he did from there on out is scale his business unit to $100 million in sales before getting acquired. Now, he sort of spent the last couple years figuring out what his next big project he wanted to be. And a couple months after PodFest, he had this moment in his podcast where he reached out to somebody he thought he could never get on, he could never get a meeting with, and that person said yes. No questions asked. And he immediately realized the power of the stage and he started looking around to see who else was leveraging this thing in an intelligent way. And that is what led him to me. Right after the interview, he says, Pablo, I've been researching this business model and I've only found about five people that are kind of doing it, two other guys that are somewhat scratching the surface, but you, you got it figured out, man. And I want to partner with you. I want to go 50-50 with you, teach you how to scale this thing so that we can sell it for a hundred million bucks if you chill on the beach and I say, let's go. Esau represents the perfect mix of what I need in a partner. He is the technology expert, CTO, process expert, COO, plus someone that can host a content stream himself. And a guy that I love hanging out with. The universe conspires in favor of those following their dreams. So we've spent the last six months just really tweaking the process behind the scene, diagramming it out, building out roles and responsibilities, a business plan. And right now we are full on launch. But let me bring you back to the Not Drivers Investor Show, which is the name we affectionately gave JWB's flywheel. Let me tell you how much this flywheel has grown in two snapshots. Number one, our first show was January 28th. December 22nd, we had a fan appreciation show, and it turned into about an hour and a half of client after client, fan after fan, coming on, telling us how much the show has added to their life, how much they've appreciated being part of the community we've built, and how this has convinced them to become clients with JWB. Second, a company that's been around for 14 years has been on the front page of the Wall Street Journal twice. This fourth quarter of 2020 was their biggest quarter ever. And to top it off, the pipeline going into next quarter is their biggest pipeline ever. Now, when this ended up all showing up, I'm feeling like Jordan at the end of my first championship. This is undeniable proof of the thesis that I have that community creation is the most viable long-term strategy for business development. And the way that you do it is value, relationships, and content. Give value to everybody around you. Build relationships where you're sharing people's values to your audience and make content and distribute it, promoting other people, promoting the value that they have to give. This is how you create an engaged community of clients 
that knows, likes, and trusts you. It is a relationship flywheel. It's a 24-7 no like, trust accelerator. And it's the key to transition all these legacy relationship businesses into the digital world. Look around you. Think about how many of your relationships right now, what percentage of the relationships that you keep, your friends from college, your friends from home, the people that you talk to, your family, how many of those are nurtured through social media? How many times are you interacting with someone's post, liking it or writing a comment on their picture versus talking to them on the phone? The truth is that our culture is digital. We're already doing this in our personal lives, but if you compare it to what you're doing in your business life, it's a completely different world. And if you think about if we're going to be using these mediums more and more often in the next 10 years, you better believe we are. Now think about if you're going to be in business in the next 10 years. The world needs to understand that this is the new medium of communication. If you're ignoring it, then you're going to go the way of the dodo bird. And this represents the answer to what I've been seeking for the last three years. How do you prove to the world that community creation is the future of business development? And the beauty of it is that it's nothing different. Successful professionals have been doing this forever. Bankers, lawyers, accountants, commercial realtors, they know, they know that adding value to other people is the way that you build relationships, it's the way that you build your business, and the more that you can do it at scale, the better that you're going to do. I mean, just listen to the story, it's here, what's going on, what would have happened if I didn't have Jason partnering with me in the event, what would happen if Cody wouldn't have been available, what would have happened if I didn't find Luis at the last moment at late night posting content, what would happen if Greg had given me this shot to implement this in this extraordinary company, I wouldn't be where I am right now, building a business of my dreams around the things that I love love and the things that I believe in, the things that I am passionate, all while serving others. It's purely academic. You need people in your life. It's a law of nature. Trees do not breathe their own oxygen. The sun doesn't shine its own light on itself. The laws of nature are about serving others. So find a way to serve. Me, I feel super lucky, but it's not luck. It's been really, really hard work to figure out my superpower, figure out how to serve other people with it, and figure out how to build a business around it. But now that I got it, I get to to maximize my powers. I get to pursue happiness every day because I am always in service using the greatest value I have to offer. And I see it. I see the business blowing past a million dollars this year. I see the book coming out and becoming the blueprint for how to do this in the future for all companies. I see myself standing in front of a company that I built in front of a group of people I'm leading, telling them that with my words and ammunition and social media as my weapon used to execute my mission of a flywheel for relationships for customer acquisitions. I don't think I'm overstepping in believing that my vision of community creation over seeking opposition is the answer to the question of how am I going to change the world one day?